Hello and welcome to From the Be All End. And yes, a different mood, a different mood for this Monday debrief because we haven't had this feeling for a while, a home victory in the Premier League. Uh, I don't even want to think back to when the last time we had a home win in the Premier League was, but it wasn't this season. And it was this Saturday, though, with that 5-0 win over Sheffield United. Full team here to uh, dissect it. Before we do, though, for you lads who were on the turf, Greavesy. What what was it like to witness a Burnley victory in the Premier League? It felt a bit weird, really. I was slightly pissed off we didn't get six. You know, you're literally coming off going, <laughs> you know, we've hit the post, we've had that chance, we've had that chance, Fodringham's made a mess of that. And you're coming off thinking, that that literally, I mean, Jamie Oyland said to us on Thursday night's podcast, Sheffield United could have got beat 8-1 the week before by Bournemouth. And I don't think they'd have had any complaints if it were another, you know, another goal or two on top of that. I mean, it was, it just felt incredible. I mean, to get that start that we had, um, I mean, what, I mean, we'll come into all the, you know, the various goals and it might take us a while, but what a cross from Charlie Taylor, first time. And then the header from Jay, you just kind of, you just, I had, I was confident going on, but as soon as that goes in, you just go, but we're in, but yeah, atmosphere, fantastic. Um, you know, and, and it is, it's everything we said, you know, football gets better, the atmosphere will get better. You know, I thought the atmosphere was decent against West Ham. When you're sticking five past one of your relegation rivals, I don't think it gets any better than that. Chris, how did you see that first goal? Well, <laughs> I'd literally just come back. My, my, my lad's a, 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 a you know, newcomer to going to the football and five, you know, five minutes before kickoff decides he wants to go to the toilet. So I'm panicking a bit. But we got in our seats, turned round to see uh, James Trafford playing it forward uh, into J-Rod. And, uh, yeah, just soon, as soon as Charlie... Charlie Taylor's capable of this. We know we should have many more assists than he uh, than he gets. Gorgeous ball in. And, and just, uh, well, classic J-Rod. You know, you look back at those sort of headed winners against you know, Watford in the COVID game. Uh, West Ham in another COVID game. You know, you, you put the ball in there, and his movement, you know, is fabulous. The way he he, he he glances the header in, I know it takes a bit of a nick, but uh, he's uh, and the way he celebrated J Rod, he's, he's he's punched the badge on his chest. The passion, you know, the goal gets everyone going, but the way Jay celebrated, took it up a notch again, and uh, it yeah, it just really set the tone for. A dominant, uh, a dominant afternoon. That again, like like Greavesy said, it I've, just a slight tinge of disappointment that it wasn't six seven, and uh, it could well have been. You know, say the other would work twice. You know, Vitinho's gone close. Uh, I think Obafemi curls one just just wide as well, doesn't he? You know, it is uh, just a, a just a tonic to come away on a Saturday with uh, you know an uplifting feeling and you know first on match of the day and. Just uh, <laughs> we've not felt like this for a long time. Justin, we've 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 become like a little bit weary and cynical, perhaps during this run run of form. Like when a goal goes in, you sort of think, how long is this lead going to last? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't. Didn't really feel like that, did it? At any stage on Saturday? No, I didn't think so. I thought it was a superb uh, display, a perfect continuation of the progress that we've been seeing over the last few weeks. I think. I mean, if you want to, sh- if you really want to lay down a marker and say, yeah, the progress that we, we're showing is real, you can't do more than record your biggest ever Premier League win, can you? You know, that just shows how far they've come. And, and um, I know the opposition perhaps 
um, contributed a little bit to their own downfall. But you, as they always say, you can only play what's in front of you. And it was just, I, I never felt that, we, the, 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 that they were in any danger whatsoever. I just thought, like everyone else says, it was just a question of how many we were going to score. And it was it's handy, it gets the goal, the goal difference back to something a little bit more respectable, doesn't it, than it was. So, yeah, the, it's all positive, isn't it? Woody, on NBC's uh, roundup, that they sounded a little bit too surprised for my liking when they were saying, <laughs> and Burnley, <laughs> winning 5-0. I mean, how how I mean, did you see it all on Saturday? I mean, they probably would have done that if it had been 1-0. I mean, we've gone from last week, we were the worst side in English football since Newport County. So all mm. of a sudden, we've basically slammed five past Sheffield United, uh, our best Premier League win, our best top division win, or equaling our top division win going back to 1970. So it's a, mm. it's, it's a weird compare and contrast, isn't it? But it was all those little things that went well yesterday. You know, the, fir- the first goal, I'm doing it in other games, both of those little bobbles when he beat both his men would have gone into Bob Lord's stand. That yeah. ball comes across, great ball from Charlie Taylor, like everybody said, but that Nick that got a deflection would have gone wide apart from that. You know, it could have been all a little bit slightly different and every little thing kind of went right and we just blew them apart, blew them apart, and rightly so. They were fucking shocking. <laughs> Fourth game in a row with roughly the t- same team line. There was that one change, wasn't there, that obviously worked pretty well with... Uh, Goodmanson coming out for for Brune Larson, who was excellent, mm. um, but that continuity grieves you of, of having of having the same side week after week, at least the same partnerships as you've talked about the need to have partnerships and stuff. That seems to have been a key factor in this uh, mini upturn in form. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I think you're right. I think you know he had a tendency early doors to make too many changes from one game to the next. And that, I think, we talked about, didn't give any consistency, anything like that. You know, I looked at who wasn't even on the bench. No Cullen, no Roberts, no Alder Keel, no Zorore, no Benson. You know, the list goes on. There could have been that temptation to kind of, you know, bring Cullen back into the fold, you know, or at least on the bench, and then throw him on in second half. But actually, his changes this week just felt more natural. You know, the natural change, natural first change was Goodmanson on for Brun Larson. They're almost a carbon copy. You know, I'd say Brun Larson, you know, obviously younger, has got that little bit of extra quality, I think. And we saw that with the way he took his goal, which was superb. But that consistency is exactly what we're looking for. But we've mentioned it before. I, I think that's Amdouni's best game. I think that's O'Shea's best game. Yep. I think mm-hmm. that is Vitinho's best game, and he's had a couple of good games recently, especially against Arsenal, against Martinelli. But I think this is what we've been talking about in terms of companies' plan is to develop each one of those players beyond what their kind of talent is now. And when all 11 players get to that level, I think it was Trafford's best game, if I'm being really honest, and it's not just the clean sheet, it's the confidence of his distribution, which still needs a bit of work on. But listen... Tom Eaton needed work on his distribution. Nick Port needed work on his distribution, you know, but I think we're starting to see, as Justin said, the culmination of... Still does, yeah. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, Porpy, yeah. But James Trafford, you know, we're not faffing about with it at the back as much. But when we are, we're doing it with confidence, not taking risks. The kind of players are going slightly wider. 
you know, everything's everything. And maybe we've hit that kind of hundred training sessions, hundred team meetings point. I don't know, but it is that marginal gains in every single area of the pitch. Vitinho still so much he can improve on. His final product at times is 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 pretty poor, but defensively, I think he was a bit more aggressive. We talked with Jamie on Thursday about us being far too passive. We were aggressive. Mm. O'Shea won header after header after header, 40 yards from goal. His positioning was so much better. And I've been really critical of O'Shea, um, even more so to friends than I, than I am publicly on the podcast. But I thought O'Shea did exactly what we needed him to do. You know, and he was strolling out with the ball second half when they were just, it was like walking football at times because they were backing off, backing well. off. But there were several players that you go, that's their best game. And I know the opposition is the opposition and McBurney kind of, you know, gave us all the helping out. But we were dominant before that arsehole got himself sent off anyway. You know, it was literally from from as soon as oh, yeah. their player stopped tracking Brun Larson and Brun Larson got away and scored that second, you just went, this lot of shot. You know, they 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 might be in danger of breaking Derby's record. You know, I know we talked about it. I think we're going to be safe on that. But they are a pub team. They are shockingly bad. Um, but you can only beat what's in front of you. That is a big asterisk, though. Next to like you've listed, you know, four or five players who have had the best game for us, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't dispute any of that. But it is their best game for us against the worst team that we've played and are gonna play. I mean, that is it's a it's a big asterisk to put next to that, isn't it? I mean, Chris, well, how bad were Sheffield United? Well, I see you, 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 you're going into the game thinking they're really hard done to to lose against Spurs. You know, they've got done twice in the closing minutes. You know, they've beaten Wolves. You know, which I say, I'd, 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 going into the season, I, did, I thought Wolves might struggle. They've done better than anticipated. They've gone and they've gone and beaten Wolves, which is a you know a sizable, you know, <laughs> you know, sizable upset. Really, it's a you know the. You look through the side. There was a lot of chat about, you know, they signed Hamer that you know Burnley had a, a sniff at. A lot of people felt he was better than Berger. You know, they've got Archer, who's you know we, we've seen in the championship. He's uh, more than a more than a handful. Cameron Archer, uh, you know, foddering him. You know, they they got they got good footballers, but uh, they were. Uh, I said, McBurney's the the most cretinous footballer I've ever seen on a football. He just—I'm not joking. I, he, 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 look, go go and Google the guy. He's an absolute buffoon. He he he, he should walk for the elbow on O'Shea. Yeah, he, he, he's probably he's a for O'Shea out the referee, and then. Well, everyone in the ground can see what he's going to do when he goes in again with O'Shea. And uh, the only the, the insult is, I mean, I know he's been sent off once before this season, so it's a two-game ban. But he would, you know, he would only receive a one-game ban in normal circumstances for that. And when you think, uh, you know, that Zorori gets three a three-game ban for yeah. this time tackle on Kyle Walker, uh, Lyle mm. Foster gets three. For a, a little bit of a dig in someone's ribs, having had a goal disallowed and been fouled, and you know, feeling he's not getting much joy from the officials, and somehow it were, it VAR were a little picked... dig. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> VAR have picked that up. Now VAR yeah. have looked at McBurney, who 
it's not just sort of accidentally collided with O'Shea and, and his arms are up. He's gone up and he pulls his arm back and he brings his arm into O'Shea. Yeah, yeah. And it's as blatant a red card as you're going to see. And then mm. the, 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 the idiot does it again. And to be honest, I thought that man, they were better with 10 than they were with, uh, with McBurney on the park, to be honest. But uh, it... <laughs> you know, for, for Heckingbottom after Heckingbottom afterwards says that you know I, I, we came here to be aggressive, and they walk away with eight bookings, and you just think, mm. what well, well, they've tried to kick Burnley off the park basically when the tactic at, at Bramall Lane last year of you know being you know, you know high tempo, hanging the ball under Burnley's crossbar, com- you know being competitive and you know work to treat for them, but. They just come at it with the complete wrong attitude and, well, their attitude stunk and they got what they deserved. See, that's mm. why I asked you that question, Chris. I knew, I knew you'd give us your real opinion. <laughs> I that. Woody, how much perspective do we need to give to this? I mean, we can just be happy with a 5-0 win, obviously, but, you know, when we, when, oh, we is there a danger of us getting carried away, do you think? Of course there is. But you deserve it every now and again, don't you? Give, <laughs> yeah. give it the same level of perspective as, you know, Vinny and the lads will be doing. They'll be happy about it, and then they'll treat it as a you know a grinding point, a, a benchmark, etc. But not get overly excited about five 0 against that shower of shit, versus you know some of the other results that have gone against as well. We've gone out, we've done a job extremely professionally, extremely well. We've built on what we've been doing over the past few games, and it's paid dividends. Now they move on and they get a result against Wolves, etc., etc. And that's how they should be looking it. At it, and that's that's basically it. Enjoy it for a couple of days, and then move on. Justin, what worked? Yeah. What what worked the best, really? Because obviously, some things clicked, regardless of the opposition. Some things clicked there. What what would you stood out for you as the things that worked? I think I think there's two things going on there um, in that particular game. I think Sander Berger again had an absolutely fantastic game. He completely ran the show from the middle of the park. Did really well. He's get his range of passing is brilliant, and he's he protects the ball really well. He keeps it, and then he's always looking to he's always looking to move it forward when he can. So that sort of that's that's what we mean, isn't it? When we're talking about football, being football is being aggressive. It's like getting the ball forward. It's not kicking the shit out of the opposition. It's 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 being on the front foot all the time, and he kept doing that. And I think the other thing was that that was quite surprising was that uh, we were we were much more of a th- threat down the right hand side f- for a change. You know, normally it's Colliosho who's causing all the problems, but Brun Larson, in tandem with Vitinho, I agree with Greavesy. I thought Vitinho had a fantastic game, and he's he has he has started you know uh, playing really well in that right back role, but he was getting he was aggressively getting forward onto his, you know, round, round the back of Brun Larson and getting getting further forward. So I think those two things combined, that's where, you know, the the magic was happening for me. That Down that right-hand side, uh, a, good, a really good combination that we found, Brun Larson and Vitinho, really good going forward, really aggressive. I thought that, that Brun Larson's first touch for his goal was just absolutely world-class. You know, there was he couldn't have if he if he'd sort of planned it and been able to actually, you know, make it happen. He, he couldn't have he couldn't have planned it any better than that. He couldn't have put it in a better spot to put it home. And I thought that was that was uh, that was really impressive. But I mean, it, it, it's not 
you say there's a big asterisk against the game because it was against poor opposition, but it's not an it's not happened in isolation, is it? It's part of a process, and absolutely, it, it's it's you know the last four games or so we played really well and not got the rewards for it, and you know I think we said last week, didn't we, that if if the progress is real, we should beat Sheffield United, and we have we have done that. So now we've just got to get some momentum now, haven't we? Uh, I think uh, going into next week, it's going to be an important next couple of games. It is. I mean, one of the things that struck me as 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 really really good sign that some things were working was we we've had a few discussions about Amdouni saying we don't know where his position is really, where he's best mm. best used, and it now looks pretty obvious where his best position is. You know exactly yeah. where he was operating in yesterday, buzzing around a number nine. You know, but behind him going that going in front of him sometimes he's a player who's who plays on instinct a lot I think and he needs to be in a position where he can exploit those good instincts um which he does seem to have but his, his first touch and control sometimes is also out of this world mm. isn't it I mean that that's really really Sean who else grieves he has, has caught your eye as being not just the players who played well but the the, the little things that seem to be clicking I think it was them relationships, you know what I mean? Taylor and Colliosio just felt like they weren't perhaps sat on top of each other quite as much as they were. I think in a couple of games, it's been a bit like when Charlie Taylor's got the ball, right, you need to get in front of me a bit more. You're almost sat on my toes, just get, you know, so I can get that ball through, you know what I mean? But I think James Trafford, I think we've been very critical of, of James Trafford and question whether he needed to come out the side and perhaps the Sheffield United game came at the right time because we know that long throw was going to be a bit of a tester and they used it a couple of times to, to absolutely no effect because we were able to nullify that. So I think f- defensively we protected Trafford a lot more. I, I saw, again, it Ramduni, I think, up against their big lads, but he was kind of getting between Trafford and their player, you know, so them little bits kind of work well. Um but then relationships, you know, I mean, there were a couple of lovely little interplays between Vitinho and Brun Larson, you know, little kind of almost no look passes to get beyond. And Brun Larson's little spins on the halfway line, you know, forget the ball over the top and the goal. And like Justin said, world class first touch. It's them little bits. And you just wonder whether, you know, everything we've started working on start clear. I thought Trezor, when he came on, looked decent, looked lively. Um, Orbefemi, you know, you just willed him to get a goal because you're kind of thinking, you know, after the, that spell he's had out injured, but he was, he looked good. You know what I mean? He was there, he was chasing balls down and all that. Lot. And then we, we had Ekdal coming back on as well. And he'll be needed, of course, Tuesday probably because Bayer is suspended for, for five bookings because of a something that, you know, looked to really have miffed Vincent Company just blasting the ball into the Bob Lord stand after we'd won, won ourselves a free kick at 2-0 up. Uh, Bayer got booked um, and you could tell, you know, Bayer wears his heart on his sleeves. He was punching his head <laughs> a oh, couple yeah. of times because he realised he was going to miss the Wolves game. Now, I do wonder whether it was a bit of a, we don't want to lose him for Everton. We perhaps don't want to lose him for that run of Christmas fixtures. So, you know, do you take a booking? But it just seemed a needless, stupid booking and probably the only blot on anyone's copybook, really. And that's me being really harsh, of course. Yeah, no, I wondered. I wondered about Jack Grealish in that City Spurs game there, where commentators are going, "Oh, he's going to miss the game against Villa now," and I was like, mm, "You just kicked the ball away and got a yellow card, so you'd have to play your old team or your boyhood team and everything." But yeah, 
Well, it'd be interesting. I mean, I thought Exile looked great when he came on, admittedly in a situation where he didn't really have much defending to do and a, and a lot of time to look nice on the ball, but he did look nice on the ball, as he does. Um, tough one coming up on Tuesday, isn't it? We haven't got another pod before then, so we should look ahead a little bit towards that, but it's 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 one where you just think, keep the momentum now somehow, like get get a result there, get a draw get something out of that game and don't don't step backwards now because we mm. it does feel like there, there is some momentum building chris what what how do you see that going yeah they're they're a funny side aren't they wolves you know they you, one of them teams that like put coupon busting results every other week and uh, it's I don't know. I suppose it reminds me of a game game down a couple of years ago when you know again after a, a really really poor start under Sean Dyche and uh, you know you went there and ground out a nil apiece and you wonder you know, it'd, be, it'd be a step in the right direction. I think we're Burnley capable of going there and winning the game, but uh, it's one of those you just want to keep the sort of momentum building as we say and uh, you know make sure they don't lose that and then. Uh, Probably similar, similar, similar state of affairs at at, at Brighton at the weekend. But uh, yeah, I, I watched Wolves against uh, Fulham last Monday, and uh, you know they were well. I think everyone can see the VAR gods conspiring against them. You know the two penalties that weren't and a sending off that wasn't given, and uh, you know they win that game otherwise. And uh, like I said they're, they're they're quite a, you know they've moved away from. Um, Nuno's side and the you know they they they're quite the technical. I think they're quite so they are quite physical as well in, in the same uh, in the same breath. And it will be you know decent test, but I think Burnley are capable of going there and and, and taking the game to them and get and getting something. Woody, what do you what do you make of this one at Wolves? Winnable. Agreed. I don't know whether it's. I, I don't know whether it's winnable. I don't think you know we're quite in, at that stage where we can start thinking that we're going to be start blowing people away. But there's there's definitely this momentum to you know build upon, and it's not just about a decent performance. We need a result. So you know I can see us getting. I can see us getting a draw. You know they've drawn quite a lot at their place. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Why, why the devil not? Why the devil not? There's there's a couple of things, isn't there? One is, I mean, we we did say in the past uh, when we were before we went on this little run of decent form that the players' heads seemed to have seemed to have dropped a little bit and they were getting a bit discouraged. There was none of that on Saturday. It was all positive, wasn't it? They they don't they look they look they look really like they knew they were the better side and they were extremely keen to show it. And that's something that. Uh, you know, you you can't buy that sort of level of confidence. That that comes through putting the the graft in and getting these good performances going. But on top of that, we now seem to have arrived at a team and a way of playing which is not the same as I don't care what they say. You know, company can say all all he wants that we're not going to change. But they have changed, haven't they? Yeah, They've definitely changed the style of play. You know, they went long a few times on Saturday. You know they mix it up a, little, a lot more than they used to. They don't do that ridiculous high pressing and and then get caught on the break all the time. So we've we've found a way of playing that seems a bit some more solid defensively, but still being quite progressive going forward. So if we can take that into the next game, then you know we we could get that momentum going that we, that we talk about. Um, 
Wolves are uh, Wolves are not having a, a great season, are they? And they're not doing too badly. They're not doing too well, and they seem to be quite inconsistent. So you know, it, what it, what it won't be is one of those games where we know we're going to lose. It, you know, it's one of those games where we're we've we've given ourselves a platform now to to you know give ourselves a chance in games like this. So you know, it's unpredictable, but you know, there's no that's why we no play reason. the games. There's, exactly. There's no reason why we can't. There's no reason why we can't get something out of it, is there? Not at all. No, Greavesy, one for you because I know you you you've got your charts on your walls and things like that, right? I'm looking at that bench yesterday, um, and uh, as you said, no Cullen there, but Masengo was there. Now he had a good mm. game in midweek for the under twenty threes, I believe. He, he got a goal or two, didn't he? Um, two goals, yeah. Yeah, he he comes in. Obafemi's in there. It's starting to look, uh, and you look at who's not there, no Cork, no uh, Cullen. Um, there's a couple of other players who, who are not stringing straight into mind who, who were left out. Redmond comes off the bench. So the, what the Americans call the depth chart uh, of the team, it's quite interesting to see Masengo in there rather than Cullen, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was kind of surprised. And, uh, you know, there is, uh, I've remembered a couple more, but, you know, Roberts, Alder Keel, uh, Zorori, who's featured on the bench in recent weeks. Yeah. It is, that depth is absolutely incredible. Um, and it brings us on to quite a good question that we've had on Twitter, actually. Revor, who is Clara Adora on uh, Twitter X, whatever uh, Elon wants us to call it, says, a genuine question, when you look at the individual quality, have we ever had a more talented squad? And I think, actually, I'm not sure if... Talent-wise, we're kind of there. It's developable, if that's even a word, you know. But we, I think we are developing it. I think the project is now starting to click and we're developing. But, yeah, I mean, the depth. I mean, there'd be no two goalkeepers on the bench. Murich, not even on the bench. We believe he's still ill. You know what I mean? Um, um, Delcroix, not even on the bench. You know, and some of these players, you're looking and kind of going, well... You know, Vigaru's on the bench rather than the Murich. So, you know, you're always going to have a, a keeper who misses out. But Connor Roberts, massive player for us last season. Zorori, massive player for us last season. Cullen, player of the season last season, not getting a sniff. Jack Cork, massive player for us over the last four, five, six years. You know, not even in the match day squad. Um, and it is, you know, it, you look at that bench and you kind of go, we've got a bit of an issue if we lose two centre-halves because we've just got the one centre-half on there and not another defender who can move around and things like that. So there's still that kind of, you know, I want to be on the front foot. I want an order bar. I want a Trezor. I want a Goodmanson. I want a Redmond. You know, I want my wingers. I want a striker. But it must be difficult, you know, Thursday when he starts telling the lads who's going to be in the, the squad for Saturday and you've got all of that talent sat in the Bob Lord stand or sat in the players' box in the North stand. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a headache for him to have. But, um, yeah, the depth chart, as you say, in America, it's, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I can't remember us having a squad as deep as this. Whether it's as talented a squad as we've ever had, I'm not sure. But certainly in terms of depth, yeah, I mean, mm. we, we we joked that we never knew who was going to be in the starting lineup. Now you couldn't guess the bench from one game to the next, could you? No, no, but I mean, it's a, it's a quick turnaround, uh, which we're not used to anymore in the Premier League, are we? I mean, obviously in the Championship, we were doing this all the time. But I, I do I do wonder whether, you know, obviously Ekdal's going to come in for Bayer, you would think, wouldn't you? So 
Are there, are there likely to be any other changes? Do you think he rotates it? Do you think he goes a little bit more cautious in his midfield choices? I mean, it was back it was back to two out-and-out wingers, really. It feels more... I know Brun Larson and, and Goodmanson are similar players, but it felt more attacking to play Brun Larson than Goodmanson in some respects, didn't it? It just, it just mm-hmm. felt that way. Woody, what, did you expect to see or would you be tempted to make any, any freshening-up changes for the Wolves or you stick with what's just 1-5-0? I think you keep it relatively similar. Um, like you say, Ekdal's probably coming in. I can see Good Monson coming in on the right just to shore it up because he's a little bit more defensively minded, isn't he? And he'll, he'll fill in uh, in the middle. Um, but other than that, barring any niggles that I haven't heard of, I'd keep it. I'd keep it pretty similar. You know, unless somebody's, you know, gassed a little bit or whatever, then I think it's going to be pretty much the same other than the the two changes possibly mentioned there. Mm. It is a nice feeling though, isn't it? Being able to do a podcast and, and not saying, well, let's let's yeah. try and find some positives here. <laughs> Have we not got a fucking fallback? Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you talk about the you talk about the midfield though, uh, you know, you know effectively a two man midfield, but the amount of times Jay Rodriguez and and, and Amdouni alternated. You know, they they can both sort of drop off and you know thicken it up in in the there were there were uh, you know both both very intelligent, both very technical footballers, and uh, yeah, I, I thought the the movement of the pair was 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 fabulous yesterday. You know, Sheffield United centre halves didn't know whether to to stick a twist with them, and uh, Amdouni, I, I kept saying throughout the game, I said he's Deserves a goal, this lad. Deserves a goal, this lad. And then he, you know, he popped up with uh, with one late on, and uh, like I say, he, he, he was he was fabulous. But I say other than other than Bayer's suspension, there's there's no need to no need to shake it up, is there really? No, I don't think so. No, I think it's uh, it's go again, isn't it, boys? It's go out there. I mean, I, I actually I, I've got some sympathy with what Woody suggested there. That as good as Brun Larson was. It does feel a little bit more solid for away from home with with Goodmanson in there, and I wondered. I wonder if looking at these two games, he thought I'll play Brun Larson at home against Sheffield United, knowing that he's going to play Goodmanson on on Tuesday night. Perhaps I don't know. We'll, we will see, um, and we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it rather than dreading mm-hmm. it as well, which is always good. Tremendous stuff. We'll be back uh, during the week with another episode. Uh, thanks very much indeed uh, for joining us. It's uh, been fun. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to follow us on social media at Behold Podcast. Give us a five-star rating uh, on your podcast uh, place of choice. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. All the best and up the clarets. <laughs>